Podcast with three Boston comedians listen to the final episode of a show they've never, never even, even seen. seen. I'm Jack. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. Every Sunday we got a hit episode coming out to you, and then every Thursday we put on a bonus episode. We watch a pilot on Patreon, Patreon. That's right. Check slash series finale. Check that out. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to spend your money. That's why we have people <laughs> that. There are people that are addicted to spending money, are addicted to shopping. They can't stop spending money. They put mm-hmm. their family and themselves in financial ruin. They take on huge amounts of debt. Right. And we we think you should do the same. Yes. <laughs> we support a we debt support lifestyle. That. And if you're going in debt to, to support our Patreon, go crazy. I think that a lot of people underestimate addiction replacement as a suitable solution to stopping drinking so yeah. put, <laughs> quit boozing start gambling yes. and give all your money to us that's right do you guys it, have addiction replacements probably comedy yeah mm. um probably podcasting i sit in here sometimes i have about twenty thousand hours of me recorded just sleeping have you guys thought about you've how you've reduced harm to yourselves by stopping drinking but now you inflict that harm on the world <laughs> with your comedy <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yes. it would have been better to just keep on boozing. I yeah, I did stop drinking, but I did start cutting, which uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a great choice. Oh, is that why you always cover your thighs now? <laughs> no, I only do the gooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be the most intense feeling. <laughs> Damn, that would be really painful. If you're cutting your gooch or anywhere else. <laughs> Uh, reach out to somebody. Maybe we can help. Actually, I don't really want to know. Actually, Boston Comics, we need to support each other. So reach out to one of us. Put this in the support group. Get <laughs> yes. everybody on the same page. We <laughs> will support you in any way you want. We'll continue. We'll tell. We'll get you to stop, or we'll get Start. you to do more. Yeah. yeah, we'll get you. you know, there's some you maybe should get hey. in the game. Chicks dig scars. That's true. <laughs> if you have a scar, you want to have a big scar, right? That's oh it, uh, yeah. I know. What if you were like a cool marine and you were like trying to show off all your scars? scars you were like i got this one in iraq i got this one in afghanistan you're like i got this one in high school when i was fat <laughs> and everyone made fun of me this one was from listening to good charlotte too much <laughs> speaking of the troops as we record this it is memorial day so moment of silence moment of silence <laughs> wow come on that's rude Zach, that's that was rude. so fucked up no, Zach. I, I didn't do that <laughs> this is for troops who died and i feel very sad for them <laughs> I, I this is a serious holiday okay so i i will give it up for the troops living and dead but i will especially meditate tonight on those who lost their lives so i could enjoy the freedom dude it's no problem i served i'll tell you it's not a big deal <laughs> just stolen kidding valor. just kidding just stolen kidding valor. super shout out to next month stolen valor july it's coming at you uh we're gonna be re- releasing promo with you soon it's gonna be the biggest month of the podcast jack by far er, zach last weekend you were meditating to um lisa ann videos <laughs> pretty loudly <laughs> is lisa ann a milf porn star yes she is nice one of the legends milf you know what moment of silence for her career okay. it was a glorious one should we do a real moment of silence for bill buckner he died today was he a troop Red Sox Nation. Yeah, he was Red a soldier in the curse of the Gambino. <laughs> the Bambino. Pretty disrespectful of Buckner to pass away today, don't you think? This is the day it's supposed to be honoring our troops. 
and he wants to steal their valor. I know. Uh, you know what, Bill? We disavow you. <laughs> uh, I, I don't disavow Bill. Bill let a ball through his legs, but I don't. I hope St. Peter lets him through his gates. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, Bill, you're heaven-bound. We love you, brother. He had a weird dementia that killed him. He also yeah. was on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is cool. Would you consider this the Larry David curse? First, we lost Funkhauser. Yep. Yeah. Then Bill Buckner, but... He got that one guy out of prison, so that's good. <laughs> so it's like two against oh, right. one four. Right, they famously yep. got that guy out of prison. They resurrected Ted Danson's kind of. Well, he was his career was already kind of fine. Right. Well, he had done blackface. Yeah, but that's it's once <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Are you saying he wasn't committed enough to the band? <laughs> yeah, now so. you mentioned Lisa Ann, a milf porn star, and yes. we should mention that one of the stars of the show we watched today is inextricably linked from the term milf. Sean William really? Scott, Sean William Scott, who plays Stifler in American yes. Pie, which really popularized the term MILF. Before American Pie came out, MILF either didn't exist or was not popular. Yes, I think he created the term. Or, you know what? Oh, I think whoa, whoa, whoa. This is actually heavily under debate with Boston comedian Giant <laughs> Lee. Yes, this is. Excuse me? Who attributes yes. the first use of the word MILF to John Cho. In, what? In in American Pie, John, John Cho, Cho actually says, says milf. milf. Oh, Skipler okay. just says yes. Oh, and then damn, that's dude. Asian American or Asian. That's what yes. I, well, that's why I do the podcast <laughs> to erase the history of Asians and Asian Americans. <laughs> no, we love all Asian Americans. Uh, well, you can either love the troops or Asian Americans. Not I love side. <laughs> I love Asian American troops. Oh, uh, what, what were they doing? Fighting hard for America. Which wars have they been in, you think? Every war. There's always been an Asian in the war. There was no Asians in the Civil War. There definitely was. There probably were some, maybe. But what actually, side I, were they fighting for, you think? Opium. Honestly, probably whoever <laughs> paid higher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 not just because wherever you were, you know. Okay. There were a lot of hired guns in every comp. Redacted. Disavowed. I was wrong. It's John Cho. John yes, Cho. But John my wa- my uh, Your half, white ass. My half-white <laughs> upbringing... <laughs> Made my genetics forget that John Cho is the guy who said it. But I doubt that. I mean, was it an Asian guy who wrote American Pie? I uh, doubt it. No, then it would be I China think probably. Pie. <laughs> China Pie. <laughs> I think it's within reason that an Asian, to assume, if I don't know who wrote it, I could assume an Asian man wrote you're so non-racist. Pie. Damn, you're so, you're so woke, Zach. <laughs> I haven't slept in years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the show we watched is Lethal Weapon. This is a this was uh we've done a few of these shows. These are television adaptations of, of movies. successful movies. Franchises. This is movie a franchise. successful movie franchise. This had four feature films. Drake mentions Lethal Weapon back to back like Lethal Weapon in his second diss of Meek Mill in Damn. 2016. It was wonderful. Really? Yeah. What's your knowledge of the film series, Zach? Yeah, that's uh, a question. Zero. You were probably my, my, not alive when it came out. My complete knowledge of Lethal Weapon is that Drake referenced it in Back to Back in 2016. Well, it was, was O.J. Simpson in this, so that was no, Naked no, Gun. No, no, no that's Naked, Naked Gun. Gun. This is Danny Glover. Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Mel oh. Gibson. Are you off the pod? <laughs> <laughs> Disavow anything Mel did. <laughs> I love Mel, and you I do. I do. I don't care what he said when he was blackout drunk. Uh, and I but it's not just that. He's. I've got some quotes from him when he was sober as well. <laughs> <laughs> My dad played poker in Vegas with Mel Gibson. That's one amazing. Night. Really? He said he was a very nice guy. Oh, and interesting. He said that there was one guy at the table that was giving him a real hard time, and Mel was just like, "Come on, let me just play." You How know? much? How much? What do you mean? How much was the buy-in with Mel? Oh, I don't know. He was just at a table, I think, at like, you know, 
the 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 pyramid one the bellagio the caesar oh the luxor yes yes have you been to vegas oh Your yeah sister got married there my right? sister got married yes. there. famously yes <laughs> i was there uh i was there with my buddy paddock steve paddock no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, disavow redacted disavow redacted um so yeah i think i think he's in i think he's a troubled man but I think you would have a good time hanging out with Mel Gibson. Dude, there are some people who say you'd have a good time hanging out with almost anyone. Sure. That's probably true. I mean, I have fun with mostly everybody I if meet. If you went to a pool party with anyone, you would probably have fun. Do you guys see The Passion of the Christ? I know you both have no, seen it. No, we didn't see it. Oh, you guys yes. haven't seen it? It's but a, you saw it and I laughed it. at people. I, I saw it in theaters, and there were some negative portrayals of you Jewish people. You know what? People Maybe we it. should watch it for uh, the, the Patreon. Sure, I would be down for that. We could do that. Yeah, definitely. Check the out the boys Patreon. watch Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that would be very interesting. Uh, it's actually, you know, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, it made a t- shit ton of money because it was marketed to Christians. Yes, but you know, uh, who are rich because they believe in God, and He rewards their <laughs> faith with riches. <laughs> right, I forgot. Yes. Yeah. They're all very wealthy, and they do really well. That's why they can afford to have Joel Osteen flying around in jets, because <laughs> all the people that d- donate to him also have their own jets. Because a lot of people think what the poor want is food, but it's actually the aspiration to know one day they, too, could fly in a jet, like Brother Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mel Gibson, he was in the original Lethal Weapon with Danny Glover and Joey Pesci, I think, and Chris Rock. Joe Pesci. So, yeah, the film series started out as a, sh- as a buddy cop procedural show that was about uh, a, a, a good family guy who's paired up with a wild, loose cannon cop. And da- uh, Dave, uh, Danny Glover was sort of the stable family man close to retirement. And Mel Gibson was a... A, a, a wild card who had just lost his girlfriend had died so he was like suicidal so he was right. uh, he's doing a lot of crazy stuff because he's not he doesn't care about his own life and Mel Gip- and Danny Glover popularized the saying this is very popular popular saying is I'm getting too old for this shit that's true that's that, from that movie this yes. is from this movie I'm getting yes. too old for this shit and the first one is great the second one's okay the third one is bad and the fourth one is like god awful <laughs> and as it went on they add more and more characters like Joe Pesci She's character comes in. He's funny. Renee Russo, right. she's part of it. Then they add Chris Rocks, Jet Lee. Everybody mm. starts making their way into these movies. Jet Lee, they get he, very watered down. He said Mill for the first time. That's right. <laughs> he was the one standing next to Stifler. <laughs> <laughs> so this so, show not, has its own problems because the Lethal Weapon we watch starred. Marlon Wayans, Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans. That is racist. Okay? <laughs> no, Damon, there are a lot of brothers. No, just, excuse me. <laughs> hey, 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 just they're not. You know, they don't look alike just because they have the same name. Let's they get it together. They do brother. look alike. No, no. <laughs> okay, Damon Wayans. Not Damon all Wayans brothers look alike. All right, brother. Damon Wayans, and it starred Sean <laughs> William Scott. Scott. Now, yes. but that's not the original two actors who were the leads in the show. Right, and I was surprised to see Sean William Scott in this television show because I see him as like a leading role almost. I like, don't know who that was. He, that was Cole. He's the white yes, guy. Yes, he is Cole. Cole. Yeah. He's a very famous actor. I was surprised to see him in this. Yeah, he's in uh, The Rundown with The Rock. Which he's, is a great movie. He's yeah, Wow, I didn't know you were a big fan I of The Rundown. I love The Rundown. Christopher little Lightning, Walken. Little Thunder. Yeah, it was pretty damn good. I thought him and 
The Rock were like great buddy cop style together, you yeah, know? But but hey, I don't want to tease the Patreon episode for this week, but uh, The Rock's acting has gone down the tubes. Oh, so. wow. This we're is talking ballers. I'm talking ballers. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be talking about ballers. But so uh, the original actor was a guy named uh, Crawford, Cly- Clavin Crawford. Is that He's- the guy from The Bull who was being rude to Eliza Dushku? No. I don't know. No, not even there, close. There's been a lot of drama on network TV lately. The Bull but was canceled. Crawford and Damon Wayans, they didn't get along. And uh, eventually Crawford was fired from the show. Actually, wow. Yeah, I have... Um, what do I have Is here? this the same Wayans as my wife and kids? I yes, think it so, is. Yes. This guy is a great Wayans. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many Wayans can you name? Marlon. Yep. Damon. Damon. Mama. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> That's a good sketch idea. John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> who are the other Wayans? They're, uh, the first one that really came to fame was the, the guy who thought of the sketch comedy show In Living yeah, Color. Yeah, great show. Keenan Ivory Wayans, which is a cool-ass name. Yeah, Fireman they're... Bill. Jim Carrey Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so... So why does he get kicked off the show? Wait, they which one did White Chicks? Damon. I think Damon. Damon puts out hits. <laughs> or no, that might have been Marlon. I that might have been both of them. I know it was Damon and Marlon. Together. Well, you we better be sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they didn't get... Uh, uh, Crawford and Damon didn't get along together. Uh, they had a lot of issues. <laughs> and, they couldn't uh, go on screen together. Yeah, they were real. They were fighting a lot. They were Similar fighting a lot. to Martin and Gina from the That's Martin true. series finale. That's true. I don't think it's Zach Zemmick because I think Martin was more like sexually abusive and harassing yeah, yeah. her. That wasn't what Clavin was doing? No. they. I think they came, it came to punches on the they, set. Yeah. Oh, so... Uh, how could you hate that guy that much? Crawford then recounts. I'm going to this is from an article. Crawford then recounts a conversation with Wayans when the duo was shooting a scene in a car together. We get into the car and I looked at him and said, "You're a pussy." Crawford what? says, telling Wayans that his six-year-old son could have taken a better hit than he did. Are you kidding? I me? was just so disappointed in him. I just didn't know where else to go. I've been putting up with this bullshit for two years. He just sabotaged everything and did it in a very passive-aggressive way. The conversation then turned to insults <laughs> with Crawford telling Wayans that he was only famous because of Keenan. That's when things got <laughs> heated and he told me to suck his pussy dick. What? I ripped his ass. What? I told him we could bring in Steve Harvey from the family feud Damn. and the audience would embrace it. I told him we could bring fucking Keenan out of retirement. Shit. We could take Damon Jr. Who is a great guy and a great actor. Uh, <laughs> Wayans opted to fire Crawford after he was disciplined each time for his poor behavior and did nothing so to change. So Wayans had big sway at the show. Yes, apparently. He might have been an EP. I think he was an EP. Damon is famous. This other guy is not. That's true. He's you know? just like kind of like a, a nobody, a young gun. So he made a very poor, calculated choice to be a dick and never get hired again. I mean, he said that Wayans was fucking with him in a passive-aggressive way for years. Sexually? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How could you passively aggressively sexually harass somebody? Well, when just when sweet, <laughs> sweet eyes. <laughs> just <laughs> when Crawford got in the car, Damon said, mm, "I was hungry for some soft boiled clit." Hey, <laughs> <laughs> disavow Dustin Hoffman. Oh, soft boiled. Yeah, clit. I disavow Dustin Hoffman just because it's Memorial Day doesn't mean my memory of what he did to that young intern has died. All right, they uh, clean it up. Yes, I agree with you. So the show starts off. You it- want me to give a BSP? Yeah, so oh, let's give a BSB. Shit. Your, your boy's got to go look at his yams real quick. Okay, okay? yeah, it sounds good. Okay, perfect time. Yeah. 
the, the listeners don't know that we have a similar Clavin uh, Damon Wayne situation yeah, on yeah. set. You're gonna rip his ass and tell him <laughs> to suck your pussy dick. Exactly. More of my um, clam oyster is what <laughs> okay. I to call it. So broad strokes breakdown, buddy cop situation. Clearly, there's been a falling out between Cole, white cop, yes. and Murtaugh. Da- Murtaugh, Damon Wayans. Yeah. Who is black? Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> and Cole's wife is getting remarried to this dude named Andrew, yes. who is taking the daughter to like Colombia for a uh, Doctors Without Borders thing. The wife's yes. going to go. Uh, he's going to be without his daughter for like a year. And he's freaking out. And it turns out he's working for an, a guy he thinks is in the CIA that Andrew has been duped by a guy he thinks he's in the CIA but is the cartel. And then the FBI is using Merton to double cross Cole, yes. who they know he's not actually working for a rogue CIA guy. Yes. So it's all chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a skyscraper blows up. They're miraculously saved. Okay. There's one part of this. There's one or two parts that I think are actually very well done. This is a no-stakes network TV okay, drama. Okay, like, gotcha. You know, you've put the kids to bed. You've made dinner. You just want to sit down. You're, yeah. You're not sleepy enough to go to bed, so you're going to nod off on the couch. It's not challenging fair. Right. And it's fine. They move it along, yada, yada. But there's a couple moments, which we'll get into later, specifically with a... Uh, there's one part I really like. Okay. Can I say it? Sure, yeah. So, no, we will get to it we'll later, to but it. the shooting, it's great. Okay. There's one little foil. I really enjoy it. So, that's the Broad Strikes Breakdown. I don't know if you want to, if we want to meet them where they're at. Do we want to talk about the relationship between Cole and the ex-wife? Well, or, yeah, okay. So, this is a big part of the show that Cole, he, uh, he has been brought on, I guess, as the new sort of renegade cop to play against, like, Damon Wayans, like, stable family man cop. Yes. And Damon Wayans has a wife who's running for district attorney. Yes. Unclear if any children, which I don't want to piss off any of our childless listeners or parents of adopted children, but <laughs> is it really a family if there are no <laughs> biological children? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think they did have children. Where I, were they? I think that probably... Uh, probably with um, Uncle Marlon. Or probably like Lawrence Fishburne, they probably just got into porn, like, and then they, just, they were disavowed. I don't want to bring up Montana Fishburne too much, but uh, um, she got her daddy's gap tooth. I was oh, damn. I was wondering though, what was um? Did this show why, like when they brought on Sean William Scott? Did they acknowledge that this is a new white guy? They or? must have. No, yeah, they were like. <laughs> They, sometimes guys. they're like all whites don't. look the same. Sometimes shows don't. They yeah. do recast. Yeah, I, I think this might have been a recast. No, I don't think so. I think you it's don't a different think it was guy. Aunt Viv style? I think it's a different guy. Okay, well, okay. I think they should have brought in the original Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince <laughs> <laughs> to just play Scott. They should have just had. Uh, they should have brought in Gibson. Brought Gibson yeah. back to reprise his role. Oh, that would have been amazing. They would have had to shell out the cash. For Gibson. Oh, I know. It, that would have been sick, dude. But you never know what he would have said. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's true. It could have been ugly. If, it, if they have a conversation in Cardigan, he might not just call him a pussy. He might call him uh, something else. <laughs> he might drop an N-bomb. He's been known to do that. Is he an N-bomb guy? Oh, yeah. He yeah, but he's Australian. Different. That's true. He might, have called, he might have called him an abo. Yeah. Hey, oh. whoa. Sorry, Disavow. what? Disavow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say Abba. What? Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. Wicked, wicked it's like offensive. Dyke. It's not okay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not Australian. Oh, right. Then you're fine. You're okay. fine. Uh, this this th- show, actually, I love this show because it reminds me of my days as a of cop. Of your childhood? Yeah, when I was a cop, you know? Really? Yeah, I was a cop in rural Maine for a long time. I lived with my family, my two dogs, and my homely wife. <laughs> what was her name? 
Rebecca. And then <laughs> one day after an oversight and clerical error, they moved me to Chinatown, Manhattan. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, there's Chinatown there. Yeah. I was a friggin' fish out of water. <laughs> <laughs> they signed my partner, Johnny Slants, and boy, oh boy, <laughs> my life changed forever. As I saw it as a cop, as I saw it as a cop, my number one duty was to get home safe to my family. But I could tell immediately with this officer, Officer Slants, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> This guy walked around Chinatown and people ran into their shops. He scared people. <laughs> and my second day, I saw why. Was he Asian? <laughs> so, sorry, sorry. It's for you to decide. <laughs> we got a delivery and the Grubhub driver forgot the soy sauce. Johnny jumped out the second floor window onto the back of his moped. Oh, my God. He pushed the driver in front of him and ran him over repeatedly while oh. the driver yelled, Please, 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 <laughs> Officer Srench. This is very racist. <laughs> no, I don't know, because we don't know if he's yeah. Asian yet. It took two of us to calm the officer down. When we were assigned to Operation Truth, I knew it was the last time we would work together because one of us wasn't coming back alive. Whoa. There had been whispers in Chinatown about a mosque going up at the 9-11 memorial. (laughs) (laughs) We had to find out where they were getting the funding. It brought us to the end of the world and back. Back until some documents came up that it was the Yakuza. The same guys that killed Slant's wife. (laughs) He ran into the the hideout and we blew up. And he was blown up immediately by a mine. I walked away and into the office and asked for a transfer to Hawaii. Where I had hoped to never see an Asian again. Oh. <laughs> Hawaii is a majority Asian state. Yeah, that's Thanks, the joke. That's the fucking joke, you dickhead. <laughs> Dude, that was the joke. Yeah, gotcha. I myself, I've been. I was a former cop too, and this just show took me back. Uh, I was a former LAP homicide detective myself. My fellow officers always complimented me on my stable family home life. I refused alcohol, <laughs> didn't smoke, and I always nice. ate healthy. Sound like a Muslim. Every <laughs> night, I would uh, head home to Anaheim to my black wife Janet and my Chinese husband Lee Wei for a family <laughs> dinner and an orgy before bed. We had a bigamist, polygamist lifestyle. Life was good. Till the chief informed me I was going to be assigned a new partner, a wild card that nobody con- could control. My new partner was Detective Chris Farley. Farley was preparing for a film role and was so mad that he was spending a year as an LAPD detective. Chris and I immediately butted heads. He constantly did cocaine and heroin and insisted we eat fast food once an hour and pick, <laughs> and pick, <laughs> and pick up hookers every half hour to practice bottom bitch feminism. <laughs> he beat suspects savagely and would sit on them till he till they gave up info. I didn't agree with his methods, but I respected how much cocaine he could do in a single sitting. <laughs> one day after Chris told me we had we uh, one day Chris told me we had a special case. After we picked up some in and out for the ride there and some Del Taco for the ride back, Chris drunk <laughs> drove us to an estate in the Hollywood Hills for a meeting with Mel Gibson. Whoa. Damn, he told us that brother. he needed our special skills. Mel had been blacklisted in Hollywood and claimed that Hollywood elites traded babies and drank baby blood to spark their creativity, <laughs> and we needed to make some arrests. <laughs> we headed to Wendy's to mull over how to tackle this case. <laughs> Chris headed off alone to confront the president of show business, Jeff Pearson, while I went home to Janet and Lee Wei. The next day, Chris was dead. He had been found dead in a hotel room, and I found a letter in my mailbox from Chris. The letter began, if you are reading this, I am dead. This case is big time, and the person behind it all... At this point, I became distracted with group sex with Janet and Lee Wei, and the maid accidentally tossed out the letter. I bet there was something pretty interesting in that letter, but I'll never know. That's hilarious. 
I was assigned to oh, be... Oh, okay, so this <laughs> is more of a thought about. Oh, it's in a memorized <laughs> You don't know yet. I was assigned to be the head security cop over at the Denver Maximum Security Prison where they keep major terrorism suspects like Ted Kaczynski and Joe Carzonaya. Yes. Wow. I was on duty and was in charge of running an AA group, an <laughs> NA group, and also a high-stakes poker game. <laughs> Things were getting crazy. I ended up uh, engaging in an illicit sexual affair with the Unabomber. And so they had to <laughs> assign me to a buddy cop to keep me in line. Personally, I thought of myself as a family man because of the family I had created with Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> but uh, the FBI disagreed. So I had had this other cop. And his name was Uhuru Chenille. Okay. Uhuru Chenille. Uhuru Chenille. And Uhuru oh. was in charge of guarding Joe Carzanaya. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and every Sunday at 11.30 a.m., he would invite a few young Stolen Valor Americans in mm. to have a mud wrestling match with Joe Car. And wow. then he would fill out an official high school wrestling scorecard so that they could claim to have wrestled Boston Bomber, <laughs> Joe Carr, oh, Zernay. Okay. Wow. Oh. That's really, that's great. That's really good. All right, so for the listeners at home, we do this thing called a writing assignment. An unrestrained writing initiative. Yes. Uri. An Uri, an unrestrained writing initiative, where we sort of give each other a prompt, and then we come up with different stories to yep. go go with that and you know it sort of helps us go along with the podcast creating different characters and it's kind of fun <laughs> thing to do and um me and john paul we write down every week we write it down and then we read it to you guys you can hear us stumbling through words from time to time zach on the other hand he sort of decides when and if he wants to I write do it down. write it often uh but sometimes it doesn't sound like i've written it because it's memorized non-racist <laughs> material <laughs> It wasn't racist. <laughs> it was a character. It's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't He's know talking the about his time as an LAPD officer. Right. I mean, wait, no. Yeah, I was China, a, you were Chinatown, in Chinatown Manhattan. Chinatown Cop. Manhattan Cop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the show, yeah, the show Lethal Weapon is really fun. I thought it was fun. You know, there's bombs and stuff, and there's kind of that witty. The reason Lethal Weapon, the first movie, works is there's a good sense of humor about it. Like, it's funny. That's true. They try to balance some action, some comedy, but also some real drama with Mel Gibson being so sad that his you know girlfriend Friend died. is dead, yes. That he's willing to like be suicidal and do crazy shit. One of the big parts of this show is wearing a wire. And one of Big Cole's tips is wear the wire on your penis, not your chest. That's because right. Because they right. won't see it. If you had to wear a wire, where would you wear it? And is there anyone you'd be unwilling to spy on? I'm kind of a BDSM type of guy, so I would wear it on my chest so that the guys found me out oh. and sort of tortured and me. You got you know? spanked? <laughs> yeah, this is, you're so naughty for wearing that wire. I would wear the wire... Um, I'd wear the wire... On the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> that's how I wear in the your wire. hair? In my hair, oh, yeah. That's kind of smart. That way, if uh, one of the guys gets fresh and tussles my hair like I'm a little boy, <laughs> then they'll realize that I'm spying on them. <laughs> and then they'll know that I'm a real man because and I'm willing to go undercover. And you want so, to be found out. I want to be... I want to be respected. I, I'm like Mel Gibson. I'm suicidal. I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I don't have the guts to do it myself. Who, is there a person you wouldn't spy on? That you would not wear a wire on, Jack? Um, no, not for me. I would fucking take anybody down. I don't think I would want to wear a, a wire pier. I don't want to get involved. That, that would be my response to the FBI. Yes. I don't want to get involved. I yeah, would, actually famously didn't Spotlight Boston Globe come to you to wear 
wire on your priest? No. You said, no thanks. I don't feel like getting involved. I wore wire when I visited a particular massage parlor in Florida. <laughs> and uh, in I, the wire turned up no evidence of human trafficking. <laughs> yes, famous. Because Bob Kraft was down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. Speaking uh, of wearing a wire, let's uh, let's listen to right now Sean William Scott Cole in a in a scene with uh with a guy named Barnes. This guy Barnes, he claims he's a uh, he's part of the CIA. I was confused by this. Enough. They've been watching you since you left the CIA. I think I've been working with you this whole time. I'm sorry about that. Let me take you in. Can't do it, buddy boy. It's over. You know everything. Except how it ends. Your FBI friends won't hear another word. I'm gonna catch up to you eventually. That's where you come in. I'm gonna need some running around money. Pricey being on the lamp. I got about 40 on me. That dude? Figure nice. 10 million on him. That ought to do it. 10 million. The same amount that you just confiscated from Mr. Tranquilo. I need it. Why would I help you? Because if you don't, Natalie won't make it to the wedding. Ooh. Take it easy. You need I was me. kidding. <laughs> or you won't see her again. Be in touch. Damn, what a moral dilemma. I will say it would have solved his custody problems with the daughter <laughs> that he was uh, <laughs> That's right. between yeah. the two. Natalie's getting remarried to Andrew, who's kind of like a schlub, right? He's but kind of a, like a wealthy sap. doctor. He's not but a he's schlub. A, but he's a sad sap loser he compared to a badass cop. He just doesn't know how to cop. beat people up. That's <laughs> what makes him a loser <laughs> yes. in the show. He's he doesn't a little know punchy. How- Little pudgy. He doesn't know how to use unrestrained force on innocent people. <laughs> so, so he's a schlub loser. But he's just a doctor who wants to go help the world. Well, now this guy Barnes has threatened Natalie. And if they don't come up with this $10 million and give it to Barnes, he's going to make sure Natalie sleeps with the fishies. One of my yeah. big questions, when he says, I got 40, you think he was referring literally to two Harriet Tubman bills or <laughs> 40, 40 large, 40 grand, 40 I K. think he was probably talking about like a, he was probably talking about a 40, like a 40 of malt yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, Colt 45. Some Colt 45 yeah. or some Old An English. Old English. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I used to drink some 40s back <laughs> in the day. I love 40s. They're 40, gross. They're 40s were the best because I like it's if like you seven bucks. Yeah, they're so cheap. And if you got a bunch and you're like, oh, you want se- like you like got seven for your friends, like you knew that two of them would put you no. out and not yeah. drink it. You're like more for me. Yes, <laughs> true. Because they're gross. They, you they you have to drink them really fast. Yes, and they get nasty get as hell. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you said that very Boston. Fucked up. You get fucked <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> Dude, I there was days on the ground drinking those <laughs> rough. Oh God! But fun, fun. I I, I have fond memories of my forty days. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the night I fell out the window started with a forty ounce. Oh me God! Chugging a malt liquor forty ounce. Oh ounces. God! Yeah. Who invented the forty? Uh, probably the government to keep black people down. <laughs> How do you think they got you down? Do you think they mistook you for an African-American <laughs> yeah. man? I was when I had my dreadlocks. So that's possible. They were like, let's get this brother. Let's bring him they down. They thought I was the lost Wayne's brother. <laughs> That'd be good. The Wayne's brother with vitiligo. <laughs> What's vitiligo? Vitiligo is the disease where you like uh, get patches of... Um, 
splotches of like lighter skin on dark skin. Oh, alleged child molester Michael Jackson uh, was claimed to have had it, and that's why he had to bleach his skin. He suffered from vitiligo. Yeah, because yeah. he said he had blotches of light skin, so he bleached the rest. So he so had it to bleach it, thin his nose, oh. and straighten his hair, <laughs> and fuck children. <laughs> That's the other thing you have to do when you have vitiligo. <laughs> it protects you. That's the only way to stop the spread of the disease. Damn, that's rough. Yeah, he picked that up from a witch doctor in an African continent. <laughs> that little tip. They do Michael, that. Michael, we don't stand with you. I feel comfortable saying that. Ooh, we'll see. Maybe another document will come out in a couple of years and we'll have to redact that. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, other side. What if vitiligo causes that and it's like... You know, that's what John Paul just said. No, I know, but it's like then we couldn't really say we couldn't be against him if it was part of his disease. No, we could because he still should have restrained his urges. <laughs> no, because it's his disease. I, his, I'm out, redacted, disavowed, disavowed. Meant to say his disease is his disease. <laughs> it could be considered a disease. I can unequivocally uh, denounce the actions of Michael Jackson. I feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> okay. There's no gray area. Michael, don't touch well, it. What about no, Mel Gibson? Well, there might have been a gray area like before he bleached his skin, you right, know, right. between the black and the white. <laughs> there might have been some gray there. Mike, <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, the you show. Know, Cole, Cole, he's you know supposed to be like the wild man. Did you guys buy Stifler as kind of like the I wild card? I didn't even no. get the sense that they were trying to make him wild. I he did. was like neurotic and nerdy. Oh, another thing I like, this show falls into the trope of like back at the police station, let's have a goth Latina who, yes. runs, <laughs> who yes. runs the intel. It's just like that in Criminal Minds with yes. Garcia. Then they had this girl. NCIS, yes. yes. The NCIS one is the most iconic You know what, though? Can I, can right. I pitch something? This show here really puts forward an aspiration for a post-racial world where people don't 100%. have to... hundred percent. Where they don't have to code switch because that girl just, like, talks like she's from the Bronx at the office, which wouldn't happen. No. You know, <laughs> she would she would put on a new voice. Well, she would, she would speak cash English at work. It's just an extremely diverse group of people for black, a television show. Black nerd... Uh, nerdy Latina. Nerdy Jew. Wait, is Damon Wayans the nerd in this? No, thing? the oh. guy who looked like um, had the afro, almost like peel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, he wore a cardigan and an afro glasses. But no, it was just a diverse lineup of people. It was kind of you know go, go it for was them. it was the probably the most racially important piece of television in history. <laughs> I think. Yes, certainly up there. Yeah, so eat the weapon <laughs> roots. Yep, and then the color purple. Curb your enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> Those are definitely Curb as a Palestinian woman. Okay. I'm against it. <laughs> Stand with Israel. Stand with Israel all day. I, moment of silence for Israel. Well, I don't know what they did recently. Oh. We could put this out at a time. Things could get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you never do a pre-recorded moment we'll of just, silence for anyone. We'll you don't just, know what they're going to do over there. We'll this. just edit. We'll edit. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be no big deal. Hey. No, I didn't buy Sean William Scott. At, like Mel Gibson plays an insane man in the first Lethal Weapon, and it's kind of like you buy in because turns out he was insane. Mad Mel. Yes. Mad this Mel. show That's what some people call him, Mad yeah, Mel. This show Mad Mel Sean William Scott. <laughs> he's doesn't I'm not buying him as a crazy guy. He's just a good fighter and like a lovable dude. You know? Yeah. The fight scenes, what do you think about the fight scenes? There's some good action scenes of like punches and stuff. There was there was some cool stuff in there. Uh uh Sean was Cole, you know, takes out like a, a cartel sniper in a crazy scene. Yep. There's there's the scene in the bathroom where there's like oh, a the, fist the most fighting. important part here is the cartel sniper has Andrew in his sights. That's true. Andrew, uh, her 
his soon to be new whatever. Yeah, his, you know how he knows his ex-wife is marrying Monica's. He, he knows it's Andrew because on the desk is a picture of his daughter in an eighth grade graduation gown. I hate that look. Before <laughs> Andrew gets the ring of the wife, he can't keep a picture of the wife's kid. But on what his if desk. he? Thinks, I kind of what agree. If, yeah, no. But what if he thinks the kid is super hot? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, no, I agree with you. Yeah, that's too early. That's too much. And it's, you're not married yet. See, no. he's a schlub, and that's yeah. why in the bathroom fight scene he fares so poorly. This By the way, that big bathroom fight scene heavily, heavily cribbed from the latest Mission Impossible movie. It's it, it's the same fight scene that's like in the Mission Impossible movie. Tom Cruise it, does his own stuff. It's also yep. very, It's the shot. It's very similar shot to like the boy an identity style where it's like sure. fast camera like and <laughs> you know that was great yeah what is that noise it's like <laughs> it sounds like you're fingering the cameraman <laughs> for a fast camera effect yes it was a fast camera effect so you actually don't really see very much but you know that a lot's going on and then but i this this finale you can tell was like rushed in the last second because the fact that like the the cia terrorists are going after the guys like wife's new husband it was yes. just all st- and the reason is because he like set up like a foreign account by accident through doctors yeah. without borders no 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 it he was just lame. some drugs accidentally and, yes uh. andrew it was yeah but he was doing something that was kind of you know under the table but he didn't realize that he was working with an evil terrorist organization <laughs> because the evil towards terrorist AKA organization the democratic party <laughs> <laughs> they were they were masquerading as the cia he thought he was working with the cia but he was working with barnes and I, he's an idiot he goes up to call and he's drunk at the bachelor party and he says uh i'm in the cia I yeah. used to be afraid of you, but I'm in too. I'm in the CIA. Yeah. yeah. You would think the only thing Cole would the only secret Cole would have to keep is that he got like a blowjob from a stripper, right? Yeah, but he didn't. You know, he was too intoxicated, so he was unable to get a blowjob from a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> That's the price drunks pay. You know? Not right. Well, it does seem to help fidelity though in that case, right? Fidelity, the company owned by Abby Johnson. Yes, <laughs> Fidelity Mutual Insurance. Whoa, guys, we got quick wit over here on the pod today. Was that a written down yeah, or a thought? That, of? Was, that was a memorized. That was a, oh. So, so that was my big problem with the show. It's like they tried to tie it up very lamely, and then the show ends in this like sort of the 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 new the wife is on a she's in her wedding dress sitting on top of a bomb they which, get the 10 million yes. The yes they get the 10 million they give it to Barnes and Barnes is going to escape but to make sure he escape Barnes shoots Damon Wayans Murtaugh and this yes. is what I love he says I got to shoot him because he'll die if you don't tend to him you've got to save one yeah, Sophie's choice. Because he could save either Murtaugh or he could save his ex-wife Natalie, who's at the top of a skyscraper, sitting on a special, sitting on a bomb, basically. But yes. she's also a doctor, so he brings up Damon Wayne's. Yes, right. to she, he's gonna save Natalie. Damon Wayne's. This is a, this is a an alert to the writers' rooms of villains. Okay, first you, of all, get more diverse writers' rooms. That's the most important. <laughs> yes, thing. yes. You need to come up with a better. Ooh, the villain always does this. One will survive, or the other one will survive. You make the choice. It's like, That's get true. over it. That's true. It was so Just e- fucking kill somebody. It was so effective in The Dark Knight that I want to keep using it. It's in Spider-Man. It's in The Dark Knight. It's like literally every show with a villain. It's, it's, like they, the, it's the malevolent choice, right? What does that mean? 
It's like it's a it's a choice you make under duress. It's bad. It's no matter what the outcome is, it's going to be negative. Some would say similar to the way that Mexico Mexico signed the Treaty of Guadalupe and Hidalgo when they got rid of California and yep. Aslan was uh, torn apart. California is our country. It belongs to us. We need it back. It belongs to the people of Waltham. Is what John Paul is saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that? What 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 did they lose in the Guadalupe? I think they lost California and Arizona. But and what did they get back? Nothing. We just took it from them and they we signed just a treaty waging at war. sword point. We yeah. stopped waging war on them. Oh, so that's, that's pretty good. That was good. Yeah. Hey, they could have we could have it would have been better off if we had just taken over all of Mexico. Yeah, uh, but then Trump hard to say. It might have been a little too big for us. Then really? Trump would be freaking out about fucking Paraguay or Brazil or something. <laughs> and then the he other should thing be is freaking out about those when guys. Mitt Romney's grandfather wanted to continue being a polygamist, he would have had nowhere to move if polygamy was also outlawed in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> is that what Mitt Romney's grandfather did? Mitt Romney's father was born in Mexico on a Mormon <laughs> commune because his father was like one of eighty-four children of like a grandpa with twenty wives. Oh, like it? one of those super guys who was founding one of the fa- one of the guys who follows the true Mormon church. Yeah, they still amount of. I love Mormons. I, polygamy is no longer part of Mormonism. But the molestation that must have happened on that fucking farm. I don't know. Is I don't want to get into that. You the know? incest <laughs> is fucking wild. Because the what, the harshest thing though was when they were taking Mitt Romney back to the U.S. They put him. They on. put him on top of the car <laughs> down the freeway. Great joke. Great joke. <laughs> I love that. Murtaugh's been shot. Cole brings him up, and he's got to do two things. He's got to save Natalie, who's sitting on a, a sitting on a seat with a bombarder. This, by the way, the bomb seat is referenced to Lethal Weapon 2, where Murtaugh is sitting on a toilet with a bomb that's strapped underneath it. Yes. It's, it's a big, it's a very famous, famous scene. scene. Yeah, yes. yeah. Was that uh, the, any toilet that after you go to a bathroom on it? <laughs> that I, I that to was let, so close, dude. dude. I, that was, I wanted to let you get the, <laughs> dude, you sounded like dumb as hell. I get, that was funny. That's because I was reading it because I wrote it down. <laughs> That was so close. You know there's like a nut in there that like in in a simulation theory in a different universe where I perfectly executed the joke. It's hilarious. It is good. Uh, yeah. I you sounded like me trying yeah. to read. I did take a dump here last summer and it was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, we're still talking about it. By we, mostly you. You remind us. It was a memorable moment. It is why many of your roommates moved out. I believe, <laughs> I believe that's right. Murtaugh, he's been shot. He's dying. And he decides in his dying, in what my his final moments, to make one last phone call to his beloved wife. And I don't know if I deserve you, but uh, I hope I made you happy. The life we had together, you were the kids. If I die today, kids, I die a happy man. Roger, but are you okay? <laughs> Never better, sweetie. I love you, Roger. They're spreading a uh, gunpowder on his wounds. Wait, 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 wait. And they cauterize the shot. Sorry, buddy. They have to. Wound is sealed. Oh, we need to get to your hospital right away. I got you. 
Damn dog. They call it the Rambo because the Ram- that was frame- famous in the Rambo movie. This show is just a compilation of other movies' ideas <laughs> shoved into it. What I like about that scene is that phone call is done over the air. He calls yes. into a radio program where his wife is doing a campaign appearance for yes. her DA right. election, and she's discussing the missing $10 million mm-hmm. as being part of the current district attorney's mismanagement of the county, <laughs> yeah. and her husband stole the money. Right, the best funny. part is when he tries to confess his feelings to his wife, and she goes, uh, excuse me, can you turn down your radio? Yeah. <laughs> you turn it down. <laughs> yes, yes. No, my favorite part was when they cut to break and say, we'll be right back with the... Uh, We'll be right back with the... Uh, bu- a lot of flubs Bubba today. The lo- we'll Bubba the loves fun. Yeah, we'll be right back with uh, the, the whack pack. Um, <laughs> and then they made a bunch of fart well, noises. Well, it would be very scary if you got this call because without the context that he's been mortally wounded, it sounds like a suicide. <laughs> yeah. It, it does. That's what I thought. It sounds yeah, yeah. like you know, he's going to commit suicide. That'd be more uh, Mel Gibson's thing than... Uh, right, Damon. Damon's the Damon. kid. In the movie, to get off of the toilet bomb, they roll into a bathtub. Yes, that shields them from the blast. Somehow. <laughs> and, and in this show, they carterize the wound for Damon. Damon, they shove him onto a elevator. an elevator, goes down. Where and the then, paramedics meet him. Yeah, the paramedics meet him, and they go, and he looks up and he goes, oh, my partner, my partner's still up there. <laughs> and, um, it, Was that Johnny Slants? <laughs> <laughs> and then they... So what happens next? So so, so the, they we still got Natalie. She's stuck on to, on this chair. They put but a garter belt. On that's it. right. That they kind of great. They use a garter belt. He very sexily takes it off of her leg. Yeah. and uses it to hold the plates down to give them just a little bit of time so that they can try to escape this bomb. Right, and then they they jump out the window. Yes. To, and they need the they actually timed it perfect because they're waiting. They're they're like they're talking to each other and being like, should we do this? Should we do this? While the bomb's about to go off, I'm like, Jesus Christ, fucking go, you know? <laughs> and they're not going. And then, but they they jump out the window as the bomb's exploding, and they actually need the bomb to boost them a little bit more. <laughs> yes, to it's get like to the what is it called? A it's crane. like a crane. Yeah. yeah, to get to the crane that they're gonna lay on. That's right. It's kind of like in video games, you have like a rocket jump, like the explosion <laughs> just pushes you up and gives you extra <laughs> yes. momentum instead of just. Killing engulfing it. them yeah. and murdering them. They catch the crane and they survive and all is well. Yes. And then, then he drives her to the church. He drives, drives her, her to, to the, the church. church. She is supposed to go and get married to this guy, Andrew. Which I think is an allegory for how Uber is breaking down the class of professional drivers, right? We have a guy <laughs> who's not a limo driver. He took control of a limo. Very rude. That should be a union job. So he's a bit of a scab. Yes. And, and so they go... They go to the church. She's all bloodied up. She walks in. Everyone's like shocked when They're they like, see her. What the hell is this? Because it looks like uh, it, it looks, looks like she had a period. It looks like she's getting <laughs> married to O.J. Simpson, not to fucking Andrew. <laughs> Alleged. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's all bloody and shit. And then she just goes to the doctor and she's like, "I can't do this." She turns around, takes her daughter, the daughter, grabs the daughter. He the 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 the, the, hus- the new husband runs after the daughter weirdly. <laughs> no, no. They leave the room and they get into the limo with Sean William Scott and they make out and he says, "Where do you want to go?" and she says, "Anywhere." Yeah, they're going to get back together. 
I hate this. Okay. okay. And, and let me tell you why. Okay. Yeah, we <laughs> wanted you to. Now, what this does is it puts forth a message that the only thing you need to make a marriage work is love and passion. Okay. Yes. In the moment of death, she's able to see him as a provider. It's very passionate. He cares for her. They kiss. It's big. He saved her life. That does not mean that they will not have the problems that led them to separate and divorce in the first place. Maybe they can't deal with the daily stress, right? They can deal with the bombing, but they can't deal with packing the lunch, the coordinating the schedule for soccer practice. They uh, can't deal with that stuff. I, don't, I agree. I don't I think, think that she should have gotten back with them. I don't think she should have married Andrew on that day. Very stressful. I think that you don't really know much about marriage because like when you mentioned before in your, in your think-em-up, uh, you <laughs> were kind of a wild renegade. You didn't have a marriage, of ha a stable family life. Right. So Ted and I were very good to <laughs> each other. <laughs> you speak a lot about marriage, but you know nothing about it. But let me tell you this. I've never been divorced. Nice. Oh. That's a good point. <laughs> that I, I, you know, that's a good point. How, what's my secret? Right. <laughs> All right, so they, um, the show ends on that note, and I, I not, not exactly, still a little bit more, a little uh, bit more. I, I don't like the epilogue though. I don't even this know if I want to discuss. I, it. Well, then don't. I'll sit here and talk. <laughs> I forgot about the epilogue. They're uh, they're grilling, and they're uh, they're having a grill. They're 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 both recovering from this this trap, but experience. not recovering from drug and alcohol addiction. They do, <laughs> they uh, do drink beers. They're together. sipping beers, and uh, they're both talking about how you know it's good that they survived, and they could just let Barnes and the ten million go. And then he's fled to uh, South America. Yeah, and they're talking about, it, but then they cut to them. They're they're on an airplane. They're heading to South America. Yes, and they've told both of their wives, their families, that they're going down there for vacation. But really, they're going to South America to track down Barnes and take that ten mil. And the series ends with them flying off together for the while. Their the wives order a shit ton of wine. They're gonna get drunk. Bunch of winos. Makes sense. <laughs> and that's gonna be the setup for season four, which never even happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We don't know. Only no, the show got go. canceled. Yeah, so but they might bring it back. It's possible, and it's not. It's maybe it'll come back without without weigh-ins and with Keenan. Maybe Keenan <laughs> needs a little work. <laughs> Keenan Thompson. Ooh, <laughs> Keenan Thompson. He would be good. Add Steve Harvey. Oh, like like, <laughs> I said. like like Crawford wanted. Yes, yes. <laughs> we could bring Steve Harvey on. <laughs> That's That'd be rude. Crazy. You can't say that. That really shows Clover, whatever his name is, lack of knowledge of black celebrities. Steve Harvey should not have been his go-to Damon Wayans replacement. <laughs> no? There's someone in between. Steve Harvey's not an actor. Chwai Teljayafor. Oh, who's that? Mahershala Ali. Mar yes. That would be way below Mahershala. He's <laughs> done a lot of great movies like Green Book. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tour no. Force. They, um... So yeah, I thought that the ending was weak as hell. I thought the whole show the show was, was weak. very lame. Yeah, I mean, if you guys ever watched the first Lethal Weapon, is legitimately like fun and a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's shout out friend of the pod, J.C. Carice, who had a uh, comedian from Los Angeles, friend oh, of the pod, right? Yeah, who had a little role as like a motel keeper. Yeah, yeah. funny, yeah. funny stuff in that. Funny that guy. guy with crazy hair. Yep, mortal love. That's yeah. what we call him. Like my ex partner, Chris Farley. <laughs> Um, all right, Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra moment. So I've for those of you, if you're new to the podcast, we do a Deepak Chopra moment. Where something we, we liked about the something show. Something we liked about the show. I'm going to say my Deepak Chopra moment is I like the public falling out between the original two stars and the controversy around that. <laughs> that kind of like adds to the show to me. It's interesting to watch a show. You're kind of watching, you're watching yeah. the performances, but you're also like thinking about... You know, if I go ever go back and watch old episodes of the show, which I won't, but if I do, I can go back and watch the performances between <laughs> between Crawford and Wayne. That was wet, and, and I could I could know that they didn't like. Is that yams? Was that was that was? They know <laughs> no. they didn't like each other. Yeah. 
My Deepak Chopra was not writing stuff down. Was <laughs> probably the fact that this man cares about his child. That's pretty rare in That's, America. That was cool. I'll give you that, that was cool that he remains involved <laughs> yeah. in his child's life. Answer, well, I'm an I'm a men's rights activist. I'm very offended by that statement. This show could have used a little Dennis Worth, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a little child support superhero. Yes. Um this uh, my Deepak Chopra moment was, I liked, what did I like? There was, I had something two seconds ago in my head, and then I brought did up you farted, you farted out. <laughs> yeah, you farted it out <laughs> right out of your fucking head. <laughs> no, what did I like about the, oh, I like Sean William Scott. I'm a fan of Sean William Scott. All he right. seems like a guy that if I like got to know, we would like each other. He has a very funny episode of MTV's Cribs, but he, where he I, shows off his dilapidated apartment he lives in. I think he's a funny guy. He is funny. Yeah. He did not, however, invent the word MILF. No, that was Jet Li. We'll apologize. We apologize. That was Johnny Slit. No, no, very rude, racist disavowal. <laughs> okay, let's do a quick, uh, a quick RP, a That's, role play. That also, great. fans of the podcast, we do a role play at the end of every episode where we decide different. Uh, we, we take different characters and we decide how they would interact. Yeah, yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be the original star, original white star, Clavin Crawford. Jack, okay. do you want to be Johnny Slits? <laughs> it's slants. That's racist, buddy. <laughs> and uh, no, I don't think that would be appropriate. I will be. I was surprised that Officer Ricky Ray Rector never showed up in any of our write-outs. I'll, I'll be Marlon Wayans. I was Williams. leaving for you. Yeah. I'll be Marlon Wayans. Okay. And I'll be Keenan Williams. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Okay, so now we're all <laughs> actors, but no, no characters. Nobody in this. <laughs> so, all right, here's the deal. I was kicked off. Uh, I was kicked you off. You been fucking with my brother? I was kicked off the show, and it's bullshit. Is what it is. Why my, my accent Wait, is drifting you, all over? Australian? Are you an Aussie? Crikey, my accent's drifting <laughs> all over the place. Are you Australian? Well, all over the place, but I got uh, I got it back now. <laughs> what and I want to pitch. What the an, fuck is with this guy? <laughs> I, what I want to pitch is a new show, a new Lethal Weapon show. We're gonna take it over to Stars, and it's gonna be a hit. And I'll be, you'll be, you'll be at, you'll be Adam Murtaugh. You'll be Lee, Lee Harvey Murtaugh. You know what I was thinking? What if we do kind of the Mary Kate and Ashley Full House system, where we're the same guy, but we work halftime? I do have oh, the scenes. That's he pretty have good. That sounds like you look exactly the same to me. Whoa, 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 motherfucker! What? what? Did you just say that we look exactly the same? Your brothers. Oh, <laughs> your brothers. Hey. Racist piece of oh. shit. Your brothers. Well, suck my pussy dick. You look like a pussy. Hey, eat my softball clam. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna send your ass back to Australia, bitch. Send you back to the outback. All I said was your brothers. You are. <laughs> yeah, we ain't brothers. We're sisters, actually. Oh, <laughs> I saw that movie once, chicks. <laughs> yeah. That was hot. That was real hot. <laughs> what do you mean it was hot? It was sexy as fuck. <laughs> you love can you mean? guys reenact that movie for me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can. Sure. Oh, I'm a walker. It's so crazy. I love pink Ooh, skirts. Yeah. Can you guys sing the song from the trailer, Making My Way Downtown? Making My Way Downtown. I got Ooh, pussy. <laughs> hey, it's me, Rob Schneider. Oh. I don't believe in vaccines, but I'll give you the needle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I got a great project for me and you. What is it? I'm going to suck your dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What do you give the show? I give the show a f- four. F- I might give a role play a two and this show a <laughs> four. Uh, this is a My f- accent was not on point. Three. A three. Good night.